0: You are listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in to today's program. We've got a lot to cover. My first ever thoughts on Vanderpump Rules. Watched the finale last night. Watched Watch What Happens Live with Ariana afterwards. I got a lot of things to say. And I will express those on the back half of this podcast. First, I'm going to talk about The Golden Bachelor. I'm going to talk about the return of the fucking Joe Schmo Show. I had no idea this was coming. And here we are, getting an announcement yesterday. I'll tell you all about that. I'm going to talk Survivor and the finale of the challenge. So if you have not watched yesterday's episode, it was a one-episode finale. They did not carry it over into two or three episodes, sometimes like MTV does. Yeah, it's over, and we'll talk about that. But I'm going to spend a lot of time giving you my first ever thoughts on Vanderpump rules, and we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Trivia Star. Trivia Star has thousands of five star reviews in the Apple Store and is the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also brought to you by Coming Out for Love, the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show. It's got new episodes every Friday released on comingoutforlove.com. Tomorrow is episode number three. Go to the upper right-hand corner, click bundles, purchase whatever bundle package you like. At checkout, type in promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order. All right, let's start off talking about Golden Bachelor briefly again because I was given this more thought and thinking of, you know, when this film's in July and probably starts airing end of September, beginning of October, it's going to air after Dance with the Stars on Monday nights. It's only going to be an hour show. I don't expect this to be more than a probably a six-episode season. It's only taking three weeks to film in July. So I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, look, I think what we're going to get, yes, you are going to have drama. They're not going to have a show, a reality dating show put on by the Bachelor producers and the Bachelor production team and not have some drama and have, you know, the women attacking each other or talking behind their backs or whatever the case may be. but. This show, clearly, while it's going to have the same format, there's going to be one bachelor, there's going to be X amount of women, they're going to go on dates, they're going to do hometowns. I think the one thing that this is going to appeal to a lot of people is ultimately, you know, there are going to be some women on this show who, I don't know if it'll be one or it'll be a couple or maybe even a few, they're going to put some widows on this show because they want to tug at your heartstrings. And they're going to put somebody on there who lost her husband and never thought she'd find love again. And would I be surprised if a widow ended up being picked at the end of this thing? No, because ultimately, I think you'll get a lot of the fan base behind you if this guy, whoever it may be, ends up picking someone who's a widow and has got kids, and the kids have been pushing her to date and she's been scared. Like, you could almost script some of the backstories for these people because. These are people that have actually experienced life, not some 24-year-old secretary or some 24-year-old fitness model. Like I'm sure there's been some struggles here and there, but they haven't been through shit compared to the women that we're going to see on The Golden Bachelor. So, it is a little intriguing to me. I'm certainly going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to cover it, and I mean I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll talk about it the next day on the Daily Roundup. I don't think I'm going to have a you know, a three-page write-up recap of the show. I will definitely discuss it. If I hear who wins, I'll pass it along. But I don't plan on, you know, breaking down everything and doing an episode-by-episode breakdown. I I highly doubt that's going to happen because I also think while this show is going to be in the same vein, obviously, as The Bachelor, I don't think there will be as much to make fun of because I'm not going to sit there and make fun of some widow, you know? It's just, why? But I'm telling you, these people have experience. I don't even know who's the cast yet, and I, I and I already know. I, I think I read something from Robert Mills who said, when we've gone through the interview process with a lot of these contestants, some of their backstories have been fascinating. He even mentioned the word widows. So I think you're going to have some people on this show that – you know, have kids and the hometown dates are basically just going to be meeting the kids. I don't think they're going to take them home to meet the parents. So it's just keep that in mind. Uh, It's one thing I was thinking about and I know it's going to appeal to the masses and there's probably going to be um, while there will be some women that talk shit on other women and there'll be some things said in ITMs that you're just like, oh, that was kind of rude or whatever. I don't think it's going to be nearly as salacious as what we see some of the women on The Bachelor do. It's just, I don't see that happening. Not with contestants that are in their 50s and 60s. They don't have time for the pettiness that 25-year-olds bitch to each other about, you know? I There will be somebody on there, trust me. There's going to be someone's quote-unquote a villain, but when you've been through and experienced life like I'm assuming a lot of these contestants will have, they're not going to get caught up in petty nonsense. So I'd expect to look forward to that when the Golden Bachelor rolls around at, uh, we don't know the start date yet, but it looks like it's going to be beginning of October. You know, once that show, Jury Duty, was brought to my attention, that's on Amazon Prime, that's a mockumentary where, they hired one Mark for the show who believes he's actually entering jury duty, but everyone around him is an actor and an actress. It was a great show. I turned, you know, I told a lot, of you, a lot of you turned me on to it, and then I passed it along and said I watched it in one sitting, eight episodes one Saturday. Thought it was great, and it got me to thinking about the Joe Schmo Show from the early two thousands. It was on two thousand three and two thousand four on Spike TV, and then they brought it back, I believe, in two thousand twelve for a season three. Uh, And it was, was, you know, funny then, too. And I told you I rewatched season two, which was a fake reality dating show. The Joe Schmo show was within the Joe Schmo show. It was a fake reality dating show that two people, Tim Walsh and Ingrid Weiss, thought they were on and competing for a guy named Austin and a woman named Piper. Very funny, very 2004 humor. So it's a lot of stuff you couldn't get away with right now, but. Hilarious in the moment. I mean, just it took all the tropes of all the dating shows that we watched and put them all into one fake dating show, and it was hilarious. And I told a lot of you to start watching it. Little did I know yesterday, because the TV upfronts are happening right now in New York City, and little did I know, TBS had their upfronts yesterday, and they announced the Joe Schmo show is coming back, and it is coming back. After the new year, they said it's going to happen next year. It's already been filmed because they released the trailer for it. And again, it is one guy who thinks he's on a game show called The Goat. Now, let's not confuse it with the show that Grocery Joe and Tasha just filmed called The Goat, which is going to be on. I've already forgot what channel that's going to be on. This is the Joe Schmo show. This will be technically season four. And a guy that they got off the streets is on a show called The Goat. And we don't know the exact point of the show. Or, what he thinks he's playing for—it's probably a cash prize. Cat Deeley is the host of it, and the trailer looks really funny. And they're basically uh, playing a prank on one guy. Everyone around him uh, is an actor, or an actress, and it's a fake reality show that he's going to be on. And they'll—and it's already in the can, so they already filmed this thing. And we will find out. I think we—I think his name is Matt. We don't know his last name just yet, but we will find out more. But it's going to air. Next year, I'm bummed. Like, why does it have to wait six months? TBS can't put this on any earlier. It's going to air next year. I mean, geesh. Anyway, uh, I'm excited. So, I would tell all of you go watch season one of the Joe Schmo show if you need to. You don't have to, season one has nothing to do with season two. So, you can start at season two. I think season two is funnier. Season one, the mark. Um, I've already forgotten his name. Oh, Matt Golding, I think is his name is. Um, He was basically very similar to Ronald Gladden from Jury Duty. Just this unassuming, such likable guy. And, you know, it was just the way it was revealed. He was just so, he had no idea. I mean, you you really felt for the guy and you really rooted for him. In season two, well, you need to watch season two. Because there is something that happens right around episode four and then things kind of change. So, um, but check it out. Some of you have emailed me and said you watched it and you really thought it was funny. I wouldn't stray you. I, I wouldn't lead you astray on this. It is very funny if you like dating shows and you've been watching dating shows for years. It's just, it's really good. And it, because it's so over the top and you're sitting there thinking, Are these people really buying this? And the answer is yes, sort of. So go watch it. It's only on YouTube. I can't stress that enough. It's only on YouTube. And no, I'm not in any sort of collab with the Joe Schmo show. I just think it's hilarious and I think you'll like it. And now that there's a Joe Schmo season four coming out next year, all the more reason to go back and watch Joe Schmo. Seasons one and two are only on YouTube. I believe season three is on a streaming service. I forget which one. But season two is the one where they do a fake dating show. And it's only on YouTube. Just Google Joe Schmo season two, episode one. Start watching it. And then when that episode ends, suggestions will come up and it'll show episode two. So go and watch that. I want to talk a little bit about Survivor and a little bit about the challenge. First off on Survivor. Again, if you have not seen last night's episode, fast forward or stop the podcast now. So last night on Survivor. The editing did it again. I didn't I wasn't fooled. I did not think Carolyn was getting eliminated, but the editing absolutely made you believe in Carolyn was going home. Jam Jam at Tribal saying, you know, the person who needs to go, and I'm paraphrasing here, but when Jeff asked Jam Jam at Tribal about what he expected to happen, and Jam Jam's basically saying, you know, the person who needs to go home is gonna go home. Look, Jamie didn't need to go home. Jamie wasn't winning. Jamie is someone you probably could take to the finals because everybody there would have beaten her. So, And that's no disrespect to Jamie's game. She just nearly wasn't as strong as player as some of the other people there. So Jam Jam saying that at Tribal played into more of, and then the camera pans right to Carolyn, it played more into, oh my gosh, Jam Jam's going to turn on his ally and he's going to write Carolyn's name and she's going to go home. And that's what they were trying to do. They even had Jam Jam before Tribal Council Sitting in the trees, talking about it, being brought to tears because he was struggling with, do I vote Jamie out or do I vote Carolyn out, who I've become very close to, and I just didn't think I. I think this season is headed, f- you know, for a Carson Jam Jam Carolyn final three. It just, it just seems that's the way things are going. I bring it up every week, Survivor Fact Checker on Instagram. Those are the three leading confessionals. The three contestants who have the most confessionals, and it's not even close. Again, I haven't really thought about it. I probably should by next week. Maybe as we head into the finale next week, I still don't know who I would vote for. I'm leaning towards Jam Jam. I'm really, he's grown on me this season. Because in the beginning, I just, because he was getting so many early confessionals, I was almost like, okay, he's there for the comedic value. He's not a serious player. I mean, if I were to rank them right now and and not give any sort of reasoning behind my rankings, but just off the top of my head, I would have Jam Jam one, Carson two, and Carolyn three, because Carolyn is a non-factor when it comes to challenges. You know how many times she falls behind or bumps into something. It's it's like okay, we get it. She's horrible at challenges. And I, for me, I'm a, is someone who you don't have to be a challenge beast. But be competitive, and she's not really that competitive in any of the challenges. She's a very good social player, and she's fooled everybody by playing the dumb blonde role, and she knows the role she's playing, and she's playing it well because she's really smart, and she knows what she's doing out there, but she's making people think she's a dumb blonde. So very, very smart on her end. So her gameplay is great. Her social game is great. Her physical play sucks. Jam Jam has gotten a challenge under his belt. I believe Carson's won one or two. So I, I'd have them. But I I think Jam Jam is playing as well as anybody in this game. And I think right now, heading into the finals, that's who I would pick uh, as the winner. And if I was on the jury as well, I, when I say I'd pick Jam Jam, that's saying it as someone watching at home and saying, Steve, who do you think is going to win Survivor? I'm going to go with Jam Jam. And if I was on the jury... I would probably pick Jam Jam, but it would be a close, be, close race between him and Carson. I'd have to really listen to what they said at Final Tribal. And finally, um, before we get to the Vanderpump Rules stuff, the challenge only had a one episode finale, and they haven't done that in a while. I don't think it's usually been at least two episodes. But remember, most of the these air on MTV. So I'm, you know, you know my thoughts on Jordan. I just think he's not a good guy. And the way he treats women on this show, his partners, the way he talks to them, he doesn't talk to the other guys that way. Then again, he's never really, I don't know when the last time he's been partnered with a guy, but just the way he talks to them, I don't like it at all. And I think he's a bully. And it was literally the one team I didn't want to see win. And it had nothing to do with Kaz. I think Kaz is a great addition to the show. She's certainly going to be on future seasons. It was all because of Jordan. I would have been fine with Danny and Tori winning. I would have been fine with Casey and Troy winning. I would have been fine with uh, Sarah and Theo winning. Any one of them. That was the team that I didn't want to win, and they won. So, I mean, congratulations to Jordan and uh, for winning. I just wasn't a fan. I Look, I would never compete on the challenge. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to handle some of the challenges that they do, especially the final challenge. And this final challenge, definitely tough. I wouldn't rank it as the toughest ever, but it was certainly hard. However, two things that stuck out to me. One, we don't need TJ dressing like a conductor just because they were on a train. That was just silly. He's never dressed up for the finale, has he? Like, ever? Like, I get it. They were on a train. He didn't need to dress up like that. Didn't like it. Very small, stupid point. Like, it's... It didn't like ruin my whole experience about the finale, but I just thought it was dumb. The other thing is, though, I wasn't really a fan of feeding them a feast. Has that ever happened before? Where during the finale, they got to eat a full thing of regular food? They've done the sleep deprivation stuff before. I know that. I don't remember them ever giving them a full spread where they can eat during the finale. I didn't like that at all. Like, if we're going to compare this to other finales, it automatically doesn't match up with some of the other ones because in some of the other ones, they never got that type of food to eat. At least I don't believe they did, unless they did off camera. But wasn't a fan of that. But yeah, running four miles, then going to one checkpoint, then running another four miles and going to one, you know, the loop of four miles, four miles, four miles, four miles, and then lack of sleep. One team got an hour, one team got 30 minutes, one team got 15 minutes, and the next day, you know, the whole biking or whatever. I, The only question I had about the final challenge on the second day was how Tori and Danny were so far behind everybody on the bike because they all got to leave at the same time, as far as I know. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe that's why they were so far behind because they were in third place to start the last day. Maybe that's why. But they were so far behind, I was like, everybody's on bikes. It's not like anyone was like, just speed racing on their bikes that I saw. But I, I'm trying to remember back to the episode now, and I thought when they got off the train and TJ said, okay, you're going to start with the bikes, everyone got on the bike at the same time. But I could be wrong. Maybe that's why Tori and Danny were so far behind everybody. But they ended up finishing second, and that's because Casey's body broke down on her, and she could barely move. But... Troy is definitely going to be in future seasons. Uh, we know Casey will Tori and Danny. Uh, Danny's been on uh, two seasons of this show and he won one season. He came in second in another. So he's definitely going to be back in future seasons. Obviously Jordan and Kaz were, certainly will be. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see going forward. Um, uh, you know, I know that they, they're doing like four seasons of this show in a calendar year now. So I get completely lost, but Anyway, it was a good season. I enjoyed it, just wasn't really thrilled with the winners. Okay, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. I did not realize we'd be 20 minutes in and I hadn't even started Vanderpump Rules. Sorry about that. So this is going to be a longer daily roundup today. You have to remember, never seen one episode of this show. I've ne- I know nothing. However, what I did do was read Variety's article yesterday. And without having seen an episode, I feel like I'm pretty caught up with the timeline of everything, because to me, I loved reading the Variety article because I'm always interested in how the sausage is made. And I love hearing that, hey, this show was done filming when this story broke of Ariana having Tom's phone at the concert, seeing the FaceTime call between him and Raquel on the phone, and then them going outside having a conversation. Yes, that wasn't caught on camera, but... Then informing production and production basically going back into filming two days later, and that's what we saw last night, March third. I guess the phone call or the uh, concert where Ariana saw it on Tom's phone was March first. Everyone was back filming by March third because they were on hiatus. They were done. So that I thought I thought that part was really cool and just seeing the timeline. I'm I, I am aware of who some of these people are. So. Don't jump down my throat if I say something that totally seems out of whack because you have to remember, I just don't know a lot of backstories. I know basics of this thing. But I think the main point to make out of last night's episode and the main thing that I took from it is Tom Sandoval is a complete jackass. Like, I cannot believe that conversation that he had with Ariana. Ariana. I don't know. Is it Ariana? Ariana. Um... Just some of the things that were coming out of his mouth. I never thought this would happen. I would have followed you anywhere. I wanted to tell her. He was telling uh, uh, Schwartz this. I wanted to tell her, but I got this vibe that she just did not want to know. What? (laughs) Your girlfriend of nine years, you didn't think wanted to know you were having an affair? (laughs) No, that's your own mind telling you that as an excuse not to tell her. This guy was off his rocker with some of his explanations. Look, I don't know enough about their relationship history. Apparently it wasn't great. He claims they were on the rocks the last four or five years. Their sex life sucked. Okay, then break up with her. Like, if it was that bad, break up with her. Like, nothing he said last night. I mean, the things that he said, yes, be difficult things to continue in a relationship. If he really thought there was no intimacy there, yes, big problem. If it was really rocky for the last four or five years, yes, big problem. But there's two ways to handle those things. One, go to couples counseling, or two, end the relationship. Like at no point was there any accountability from this guy of sleeping with her best friend for eight months. Like I I could not believe some of the stuff that was coming out of his mouth. And again, Knowing nothing about the show, I had to Google Tom Sandoval. I thought he was like 28. <laughs> the guy's 39 years old. Are you kidding me? He's 39 and this is the way he's acting? I, 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 I baffled. Baffled by some of the things that he said. And then him telling Ariana that him and Raquel had a very deep connection. And it's just like, dude... Again, I don't know enough about his dating history, but this is no th- this is such a clear case of Raquel being the shiny new toy. If what he's saying was true and his sex life with Ariana sucked and they were rough for the last 4 or 5 years, just relationship wasn't going well and they were struggling. Here's Raquel. The I think she's 27, 28. You know, 10 years younger, the little new shiny toy in his life that he's become friends with and he has an attraction to and they act upon it. It's like, oh, my God. And then even in that conversation where he went over to Raquel's house and is talking to her and Raquel is basically saying to him, like, well, it's very hard for me to get, you know, truly invested or whatever, because. You just did this to Ariana. How do I know you're not going to do this to me? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's why you should never trust him. Now, we'll get to that in a moment of whether or not they're still together. But that's what people who are the person that, I guess, the mistress in every situation, you think you're man that you're, that he's cheating on whoever he's with, a wife, a fiance, a girlfriend, with you, you think he's doing it because he has finally found the one. Now, I'm sure there are instances where a man did cheat on his wife, girlfriend, or fiance with somebody and ended up marrying them and they're still together to this day. It's probably the exception. It's certainly not the rule. And it's certainly not the norm. But when that happens... Of course you're going to think that it's happening because you're the one. But you got to understand, if he just did it to somebody else, why do you think it wouldn't happen to you later on down the road? The same exact thing. Now, I don't think Tom and Raquel have any sort of future together. And according to reports last night, they don't. But it's just always been a head-scratcher to me In the moment, I totally understand. New guy who, you know, maybe it's the spice and the mystery of it that keeps you interested and entertained, but you got to understand, if he did it to his ex and he did it to Ariana, you can't just immediately dismiss he would never do it to you. And at least, at least Raquel had that thought in her head. At least when we saw them interact last night, and I believe that's the first time anybody would have seen them interacting she wasn't completely blinded. I mean, she did say she loved him, but as Ariana said on Watch What Happens Live, I don't think either of them know what the word love is, which was a great burn. Um, What are some of my other thoughts? Well, I mean, along those same lines, like Raquel said, I honestly feel like, you know, I only have you, my parents, and my sister. And, you know, I'm just scared because that means that you would be capable of doing that to me. Yeah, exactly. But then Tom's response, and I guess I expected him to say this because what else is he going to say? Yeah, I probably will do it to you later on. You know, of course he's not going to say that. But, you know, I'd never do this, do this if there wasn't something there between us. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's such a generic line. There's something there between us when you're cheating on somebody you've been with for nine years. Like, he's... He's the epitome of a fuckboy. He's the epitome of a narcissist. I, it just was so glaring that this guy took no accountability for himself, and you know, going around and talking to Schwartz and crying with him, and talking to Lisa and crying with her, and it's just, and talking to um, what's uh, uh, Schwartz's ex-wife, Katie Maloney, going to her place. Oh no, Schwartz went to her place and talked to her. See, I'm kind of mixing them up, but yeah, Schwartz went and talked to her, and she didn't buy for a second that he didn't know. And I don't even know the exact answer. Schwartz said he didn't know until a month previous, but then he said, "Oh, I I did know. Okay, I did know about the one time I, the one night stand, but I thought that was it." Um, I'm guessing that he, I based on Ariana's response on Watch What Happens Live, I'm guessing Schwartz knew a lot more than he let on, and knew it a lot earlier. So, I I, I did some reading up last night, Googled some things, and there are plenty of people, and I think people that host Vanderpump Rules podcasts that say this is all staged. I don't know enough about the situation. The I only saw what I saw last night. If you ask my personal opinion, I don't think it's staged. I believe what I saw last night that he did have an affair and he kept it going and got busted. But I will say this. If we find out somehow later on down the line that this was all concocted as a ratings ploy, would I be surprised? No. In the moment, no, I do believe it was real. But if I ever found out that it wasn't, I can't be like, wow, wow. Reality TV wasn't real? Like, I wouldn't, I can't be. None of us should be. But I do think this one is. And I, you know, could it be a situation where the hookup did happen? They did sleep together. Production behind the scenes did know about it. And then just said, hey, remember that hookup you had seven months ago? That one night stand? Why don't we turn that into you've been having an affair? It seems like a lot of people would have to go along with stuff. That's where I that's where I draw the line. It 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 doesn't seem like it was all made up. But you know, if we find out somehow later on down the line, I don't know how it would be proven. It would have to be literally be like contracts got out and stuff, like, hey, you are going to pretend that this, you know. But I know, I I, I read last night, there are definitely Vanderpump Rules podcasts, people that have followed the show since episode one. We're 10 seasons in now. I've watched one episode. I'm not an expert on this stuff. But I did read that there are plenty of podcasts out there dedicated to this show that are convinced that this is all made up just for ratings. And they're going to get huge ratings. I read that last week's penultimate episode was the highest rated show in Vanderpump Rules history. Last night, I guarantee, is going to beat last week's show, and then the reunion shows, probably the same, so it's all over, it's all over every entertainment site, it's all over your TikTok feed, it's a big deal, it got me watching, I was following along on my Instagram stories last night, I followed Jill Chin from The Bachelor in Paradise, she said, never seen an episode, I'm going to watch the finale tonight, Morgan Willette, same thing, I was watching her Instagram stories last night, she'd never watched an episode, and she watched the finale last night. This is what I mean. Everything they did, every story, once this broken March, that this guy cheated on his nine-year girlfriend with her best friend and they've been having an affair for eight months was all over every entertainment and gossip rag for the last two months, all leading to last night and getting absolutely people who had no idea and had no interest in ever watching the show to tune in. So of course there's a party that's like, well, was it done for ratings? Because it it was grabbing people the way it did. After watching last night, I don't think so, but I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh my god, never. So, um, just one final thought. I'll probably talk about this a little bit more tomorrow too. But one final thought on Watch What Happens Live. Again, another show that I've never seen. I'm very well aware of it. I've never watched it. Is that the way the show always goes? Andy Cohen just has a card in front of him, and he just reads a question, they answer it, and he just goes to the next question. I mean, there's absolutely no flow to the conversation. He doesn't ask any follow-ups. It's just question, 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 answer, question, answer, question, answer, question, answer, question, answer, question. It was horrible hosting, but maybe that's, maybe that's his shtick. Maybe that's what he does. But that was annoying. I'm like, she's giving some really good answers here, and I want to dive deeper into them. And he's just right on to the next question. So while I was Googling last night, I also saw Page Six reported last night that Raquel dumped Tom. Andy addressed it on Watch What Happens Live, and Ariana said, I don't believe it. There was a letter at our house four days ago from her. She didn't open it, she didn't read it, but she said... Raquel was writing him. Well, I shouldn't say Raquel, Rachel. Now, is this something to where, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's an, uh, is, by the way, is, is Raquel's name really Rachel? Like, was she born Rachel Levis? But once she got on the show, she just decided to call herself Raquel and Ariana is aware of this. And that's why Ariana is now calling her Rachel. Or is this a running joke? Has she always called her Rachel on the show? It sounds like, because when the audience reacted and laughed, It made me think, okay, this is the first time Ariana's ever called her Rachel. And just because she hates her so much for what she did, she's not going to call her by her real name. Or maybe her real name is Rachel, and she's not going to call her by this fake name that Raquel has put on for Hollywood. So I thought that was interesting as well. I just didn't really get the whole watch what happens live show. I didn't like the interview at all. I mean, I liked that they had Ariana on. I thought she looked great. And I think the funny thing out of all of this, if you can take some humor out of it, is what Tom did literally was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to Ariana. And not just because she got out of that relationship. We see that she's apparently in a new relationship. She's happy. All reports are she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars this fall. Like. Her star is on the rise and everybody in America hates Tom Sandoval. Like, this is backfired on him in so many more ways other than him just losing his girlfriend of nine years. She is taking off. All of America is behind her and everybody hates him. And she's going to have so many opportunities come from this, obviously, if Dancing with the Stars does happen. And that rumor is true, which I do the way Dancing with the Stars has cast in the past, they always cast headliners and people that were just involved in some major news. There's always one or two people uh, along with the Disney people, the former athletes, the former dancers. It's always somebody in the headlines. I, uh, I'd i be shocked if Ariana wasn't on Dancing with the Stars uh, in the fall. But, man, Tom, you're just a dumbass. A dumbass for not... Uh, telling her earlier, a dumbass for not breaking up with her in the first place, a dumbass for believing that you were actually in love with or thought that having some sort of relationship with Raquel would even work. Because I don't know if they're together or not. Clearly Ariana doesn't think they are. Page Six reported that Raquel broke up with him, whatever the case may be. The bottom line is they would start that relationship under such scrutiny and when everybody in America hates you, I, I just the odds of it working out were gonna be very slim anyway. So I hope it was worth it, Tom. I hope it was worth ruining a nine year relationship over a eight to ten month fling with your girlfriend's best friend. Good riddance. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in an Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. And in two hours from now, it is podcast number 339. Yeah. With TV critic from Entertainment Weekly, Kristen Baldwin. She's been on the podcast numerous times. We've got a lot to talk about in the TV world. We're talking about the writer's strike and we're talking about the Golden Bachelor. When we recorded with Kristen, literally five minutes before we recorded, is when Kristen posted on ew that the golden bachelor was a go and it was going to be on the schedule on abc in the fall so uh you'll hear us basically react in real time to the news of the golden bachelor so a lot of good stuff there kristen's always a great guest check that out in a couple hours from now thank you all for listening really appreciate it and i will talk to you tomorrow you